I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. 2014 has arrived. For some, this may be the greatest year of their lives. For others, it may be the toughest year they've ever experienced. Good news, bad news, surprises, celebrations, disappointments, and other life events will fill the coming days. How will we respond? What will anchor our souls through the good and the bad? Join Valley Point Church starting this January as we begin a new year with a focus on discovering inspiring words that will help encourage, sustain, and revitalize us. Join us for Life First. I want to begin with our big idea today, and that is walk with the wise. Walk with the wise. And we're going to spend our time thinking about how all of us can do that. And I think what is so unique and powerful about this phrase is that it really transcends age. So if you're a middle school student in the room, or even younger than that, all the way on up to those in their golden years, guess what we all need to be thinking about? We all need to be thinking about how we can walk with the wise. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever wanted a mentor? Or maybe we could ask it this way. Have you ever needed a mentor? Have you ever wanted or needed a mentor in your life? And before you answer that, I think we need to define what a mentor actually is. So a mentor is someone or a group of people who challenges, encourages, and guides us through life. That's just what they do. They challenge, they encourage, and they guide. Now, let's really look at those three words. Challenge. It means to confront or even to annoy or to poke. And guess what? We all need someone in our life who will do a little bit more than just pat us on the back and say everything's going to be okay, everything's going to work out, everything is going to be just fine. And this is how they tend to do that too, right? It's kind of annoying. We all need somebody in life who will do a little bit more than that, don't we? Sometimes we need somebody who will just get next to us and they will confront and they will even annoy us and poke so that we get better. And then after that, we need a mentor who will encourage. And these are individuals who just spend time with us, and they have this wonderful ability to deliver inspiring words. They encourage. And then we also need a mentor who will guide us, and these individuals are able to give practical instruction for living. And so mentors, they challenge, they encourage, and they guide. And guess what? We need these people in our lives. We need them. Let me ask you this question. Do you have a mentor in your life? Hopefully you do. For me personally, I've got three different people who mentor me. And I've got an individual who confronts and he challenges. And I'm going to be honest with you and say he's annoying and he pokes and I often don't like my conversations with him when they happen. But after the fact, I feel like I'm a better person because I've been challenged. 
Then I've got somebody else who encourages me, and I really look forward to their words of inspiration in my life. And then I've got another person who guides. Maybe you have a mentor who fulfills all of those roles, or maybe you've got several mentors. It doesn't matter how many you have. It just matters that it's happening, that you've got a few people who are challenging and encouraging and guiding in your life journey. Now listen to this. Do you know what God's word is full of? Do you know what this book is absolutely full of? It's full of mentors. Leaders and men and women and moms and dads and people from a variety of different kinds of lives that are able to confront and to encourage and to guide us. And from page one to the last chapter, there are all kinds of mentors just waiting to meet and spend time with us. And their failures are recorded right here for us. Their successes are recorded right here for us. And their conversations are recorded right here for us. And their failures and their conversations and their successes are fascinating. They're very interesting. And while we might not have the opportunity to sit down with them and talk to them personally, we can open up the Word of God and meet these amazing mentors right here. And they have the ability to challenge and to encourage and guide. And so I hope throughout this month, as you have been challenged to look for that verse or a couple of verses that you can just use to anchor your souls for this year, that you have discovered a mentor or two right here that give you some words that challenge, encourage, and guide. We can find all of that right here. Now, just to show you that this really does work across all ages, I had a dad last week come up to me with his two young boys. And he said, my boys have picked out a life verse that they're going to share together. I'm like, well, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. What's the verse? And so the boys started to quote Psalm 133, verse 1, which says, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. That's great, isn't it? Love it. And they have found a mentor in that particular book who I think is going to bring great harmony into that family. So this really does work across all ages. I want to go back to our big idea, and that is to walk with the wise. And I want to look this morning at Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20, which really helps us to know how we can practically do that. And so here's what it says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Walk with the wise and become wise or associate with fools and get in trouble. So uniquely, there's two parts to this very powerful verse found in the book of Proverbs. The first part tells us walk with the wise and you will become wise. The result of walking with wise people is that you yourself will become wise, and that's just a wonderful benefit. It's a wonderful byproduct of hanging out with wise people. And again, we can find these wise mentors in Scripture. So this is a great choice, isn't it? 
And I think most of us want to become wise. And so the challenge is then hang out with wise people and wise mentors, and that'll rub off on you, and you will become wise yourself. I want to take a moment and just talk to the students in the room and say that the wisdom you gain from God's Word, when you spend time and when you dig and you search and you memorize a few different verses, the wisdom that you gain from that will take you beyond book smart. And you will have people coming to you wanting the wisdom that you have in your life. And so I would encourage you at a young age, get into the habit of spending time in God's Word. And you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. This isn't just for your parents. This isn't just an old person's thing. This is for you too. And by the way, guess what our church needs? Needs young people who are wise. And our schools need young people who are wise. Our country needs young people who are wise. And our world needs young people who are wise. And so if you develop this habit now, it will carry you through life and you'll be making a great choice. And people will want to be next to you and they'll desire what you have because you're wise as a result of hanging out with wise mentors. So the very first part of this isn't just for students, it's for all of us. And that is, let's walk with the wise and become wise. Uniquely, when we get a bit older, we kind of forget about that, don't we? And we start hanging out with people who aren't so wise. And the result is, well, we find ourselves in trouble. And that's actually the second part of this verse that tells us, associate with fools and you'll land in trouble. That word associate is a shepherding term that means to graze or to eat. And so if we graze with those who are fools, the word fool there is the Hebrew word kasil. And the word kasil means stupid man or arrogant one. So if we graze, if we eat with stupid people, we're going to find ourselves in trouble. So let's kind of put all of this together. Walk with the wise, and you will become wise. But if you graze with stupid, arrogant people, you'll end up broken. And that's just the result of what happens when we hang out with those who are casseal, who are foolish. And so I think when you begin to visualize this, all of a sudden, it becomes pretty clear that most of us probably want to choose the first part of that verse. Like, let me hang out with the wise so that I can become wise. I don't want to hang out with a stupid, arrogant person and end up broken in the process. I want wisdom. I think most of us are saying that. And so the real question now becomes, then what are you doing to gain wisdom? Because it's not just automatic. That doesn't just happen. We have to intentionally choose that path, and the way that we get there is that we walk with the wise, we hang out in God's word, and we benefit from the different men and women that are there, the different mentors that have wisdom to challenge us with in our life journey. And they will challenge and encourage and guide, and when we spend time in God's word, it's a wise choice. So let me encourage you this way. 
For over the past couple of weeks, you have spent any amount of time looking for a verse or two, you've made a wise choice. And in the process of doing that, you are becoming wise yourself, and that is always a good thing. And even if it's been hard and challenging, and maybe for some it even feels a bit weird, like you've never done this before, and looking into God's Word just seems like kind of a strange thing, and even trying to memorize a verse like that is just weird, I want to encourage you to stick with that because you're making a wise choice. And in the process, you will become wise. So let's walk with the wise, all right? Let me tell you how the rest of this morning is going to work. I've got three people that I'm going to interview, and I'm so excited about you being able to hear from them and the life verses that they have chosen for this coming year. And I think as you listen to their words and how they walk through that process and how they chose different words and verses, you'll be really encouraged. And then after that, we're all going to have the opportunity to commit to our life verse for this year, and you're going to have the chance to come and write your reference and maybe your initials or your name, if you want to do that, on a tile, and then we're going to be displaying our life verses in the weeks to come, and I think we're really going to be encouraged with the process of this, and it will be something memorable for us. Now, if you're here and you've had a really hard time discovering and trying to find that life verse, or you're here for the very first time, like what's going on? What's happening here? I want to let you know that in your program are listed 10 meaningful verses, very powerful words, that talk about what God can do in and through us. And as we walk through these interviews, I'd encourage you to look at that program, Read through those different verses because there might be one there that you find to be meaningful and emotional for you and that you want to claim for this year and you'll be able to write down that reference on a piece of tile in just a moment. So I'll explain more about that in a bit. First, I want to share these interviews with you. And again, I just want to encourage you to listen and think about what they're saying about their life verses. So, will you please help me welcome to the stage Rich and Jessica? Really thankful that you guys have decided to just come and share with us what's happening in your life with these verses. And I think you're going to really encourage people today. So, Rich, why don't you go ahead and start and share your life verse for this year? Okay, thank you, Eric. It's a long one. Um, Mine's from Romans 12, chapters 6 through 8. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Mm. And it is a long set of verses, which is perfectly fine. Uh, Why don't you just talk to us a little bit about why you chose those verses? Okay. Uh, About two years ago, uh, my wife Karen and I had gone on a mission trip to Guatemala. And uh, we were 30 people from this church. Uh, down in Guatemala doing some really wonderful things. We were building a playground. We were doing a medical uh, mission. We had eye care, uh, taking care of the children. It was, it was a really awesome experience. 
And uh, there was a lot of gifted people there. They were doing a lot of wonderful things. And it was just amazing to me how God, through his grace, has given each and every one of us the ability to do certain things well. And during the middle of the week, we were doing testimony uh, with our group. And I was looking for something to say to the group. And I just happened to run across Romans chapter 12. Mm. And it really uh, got to my heart. It just uh, something I wanted to share with everyone. So I shared that with our group. Uh, just to offer some encouragement for the balance of the week, for everyone to continue to do good things to the best of their ability. Uh, by that, uh, through God's grace uh, that they got those abilities, we could actually honor him by doing a good job. Mm. And um, since that time, uh, I've tried to live up to that, to, uh, to my life verse, uh, to try to do the best of my ability of the things that I can do, uh, whether it's at home, at work, uh, in church, in my life group, with my children, my grandchildren, uh, in everything I do, I just try to do it good, and in that way, I'm, in fact, honoring God mm. to do it. So, uh, And that's actually encouraged me to um, help come up with a life verse for, for, for this year, another one, that's mm. Psalm 127. Mm. So. And, and I appreciate you talking about how the verse can be used at home and work and church and with children and grandchildren. I think that's really important to think about how this is something that we can use all over the place. So. You shared with me something very practical and simple that you do that helps keep your verses in the front of your mind. So will you share that with everybody? Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's a long uh, life verse. So uh, what I had done is written it down and put it in my wallet so I could bring it out every once in a while and read through it. Um, and that's helped some. But uh, this year I've done something new. Uh, I have a, a, a cell phone, a smartphone. And what I do is I set up my Outlook calendar uh, to send me a notification every morning at 7.30. And um, at 7.30, uh, my cell phone beeps, and I look at it, and it's, it's my life verse. And I actually wrote the life verse down in the notification mm-hmm. section. So every morning at 7.30, I get, get the reminder, read my life verse, and it's, it's like God sending me a text, read this. So yeah. it works. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't read it when you drive, right? Uh, no, I, um, actually, it's encouragement to keep my eyes on the road. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, thanks, Rich. That's a great set of verses, and appreciate you sharing that. Jessica, go ahead and share your verse with us for this year. It's uniquely from the same chapter in the same book, so let's hear it. Uh, So mine is Romans chapter 12 also, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. And why have you chosen this verse as your life verse for this year? Um, I first heard this verse during the FAQ series, and um, ever since then I've been walking around with that program in my planner um, with the verse written down. I pay attention when you talk on Sunday mornings. Thank you. Um, you And it it just really stood out to me. And so for 2014, I thought, let me really claim this as my own and and really take it to heart this year and and work on that. Um, I, I know myself as a person that I can be distracted by things going on around me and by what other people are doing around me. Um, and I think sometimes that can set me off course. And especially growing up in a culture where you're taught that you should fit in. Um, you know, it's, it's taken me 30 years, but I can finally say that I'm okay if I don't fit in. And I'm okay if maybe my thoughts are different or, or something that I choose to do is different. Um, and there's no better reason to be different than in the name of God. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, I just... I feel like if all I'm setting my expectations on is what 
you know, earthly standards, what, what the earth says is good, what we say is good, um, that I'm really selling myself short because mm. God has something bigger planned for me and better, and it's bigger and better than anything I could come up with on my own. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing him a disservice. I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't live up to his expectation of me and, and really let him do that work in me. These are pretty intense words. And does the thought of allowing God to change and transform you, does that ever frighten you? It's scary. <laughs> um, you know, every word in the Bible is there with purpose. And the word transform here is no different. Um, you know, it, he doesn't say, try to change a little bit or let's see how it goes. Um, you know, transform is an undertaking and, and it's, a, it's a work in progress and it's not something that you can easily, like this time next year, I'm not going to be like, check, I'm transformed. Mm. Um, you know, so it's a big undertaking. And I think an, another scary piece to it is that, you know, it says let God transform you, mm. which means that I can't do it myself and I have to give it up to him and I have to lose some of that control, which I think can be hard. Um, you know, because I can't transform myself, I can't, I can't do that without him. So really giving up that control and letting him do the work. Hmm. We both have chosen just some great verses out of the same chapter, and I think God's going to use that in your lives throughout this year to help you stay focused and also be a great encouragement to others. So Thank you so much for sharing that. And I want to encourage you to watch the screen right now because if you're still searching, if you're still looking for a verse, I've got some verses that you're going to see that will hopefully encourage you and inspire you. So let's watch this together. The Lord will work out all his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Psalm 138, verse 8. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Isaiah 26, verse 3. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. Psalm 139, verse 17. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Matthew 6, verse 33. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Philippians 4, verse 6. Let's welcome Kathy Malik. 
My verse is a lot like the last one that was just up on the screen. Um, I like that one as well. But th- my verse is nice and short, easy to remember. When I'm afraid, I will trust in you, Psalm 56, 3. And this verse fits me perfectly because I'm the world's biggest worry wart. I worry about everything. <laughs> I have a 15-month-old and a 13-year-old. Um, I worry about them. I worry about their health. I worry about my son in middle school and how things are going because middle school is such a tough time for kids. I worry about my little boy. Is he going to grow up healthy? Um, and I got to learn to let go and, and know that God will take care of it. Mm. Um, I think there's another verse in the Bible, something about don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. That is so hard for me to grasp and to get a hold of. So what I need to do this year is really to live in the moment and not worry so much about tomorrow. Um, one good example is I'm terrified to fly. Is anyone else <laughs> scared to fly? Oh, some good. I'm not alone. We'll plan a great vacation, but instead of looking forward to a week at the beach, I'm worried about the flight. Then the flight lands safely, and then I worry about the trip back. Um, so I've really got to learn to let go and give it up to God. Mm. And I know when you started to share this verse, I loved it because it's nice and short, so that, that does make it easy to remember and memorize. But I also thought about some of the things that you're involved in, and I know a bit about your work. And there's uniquely some pressure there, and we've talked about this, and even some fears. So share a little bit about what you do for work and how you find your life verse, now kind of intersecting with that. I am a news producer at CBS3 in Philadelphia. Um, very stressful job, um, very competitive job, very high pressure. Um, just There was just an instance on Friday when there was a shooting inside a school in North Philadelphia, and we had to break into programming. And that's part of my job, is to break into programming and produce live cut-ins, we call them. Um, so when it goes out on the scanner, shots fired inside a school, I'm running down the hall to the control room, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. Please let everything be okay. Um, you know, there's this pressure to be on first in, in local TV news and to stay on the longest. Mm. And your boss is calling you on the phone and, why aren't you on yet? Why aren't we on yet? Or a live shot will go down during the live report. Like, a, you know, you'll see the reporter talking, then there's no audio. You've all seen that, I'm sure. And then, you know, when that happens, imagine being in the control room behind the scenes and the phone call, what's going on, what's going on, get them back on, get them back on. It's a very stressful job. I don't know why I still do it sometimes, but I do love it. But there is also that fear of not doing a good job, the fear of, you know, I I did go to school for this. Am I cut out for this? And another thing I struggle with at work is, you know, in this TV business, you deal with a lot of tragedies. You hear so much tragedy. You report on tragedies. Something terrible happens, and you have a new lead in your newscast. And you don't personalize it. You have to think, this is my job. And what I really struggle with is those are lives affected. People might be, you know, died in a car crash, and here I'm thinking about putting it in my show. So at night, every night before bed, I, I make a list in my mind of all the tragedies that have happened that day, and I say a prayer for everyone mm-hmm. in all those instances. It just kind of makes me sleep better at night mm-hmm. because at work sometimes you just don't focus on the personal side. Mm. Almost one of the fears is becoming a little insensitive to real tragedy. Exactly, exactly. Um, You know, you think, oh, now I have to change my whole show around. Mm. And that kind of annoys you because it's a lot more work, but then you've got to step back and go, well, I'm changing my show around, but imagine what 
they're going through. And a friend at church um, several years ago told me how he sends up prayer darts during the day. And so I've started sending up little prayer darts. Like if, if I'm hearing like there's a fatal accident on 95 or something, I'll go, God, please bless the families of those involved in the accident. And that kind of gets me through the day because I tell you, there is a lot of tragedy out there. And mm. it just helps me cope with it. Mm. So when I'm afraid... I will trust in you. There you go. It's a great yep. verse. And thank you, Kathy, thank for you. sharing. And will you help me thank all three of our interviews? Just got one takeaway for today, and that is it's time to share your verse. Because these are things that are, are not designed to just be kept on the inside. They're designed to be passed on and shared with other people as a way to encourage and inspire and motivate them. And so we're going to have the opportunity to walk through that and share our different verses. Before I explain to you exactly how that's going to work, I'd just like to pause and pray and ask God to really use this time to help us be in tune with him. Can you pray with me? Father, again, we're very thankful for some time here on this Sunday to just kind of pause and reflect and put things out of our minds and consider what you want for us. God, I'm so thankful for your word because it's there we find mentors, those that will challenge and encourage and guide us. And God, we all need that. It doesn't matter how old we are or even how young we are. We need these people in our lives to just help us stay exactly where you want us to be. And we can find these mentors in Scripture. And when we read and dig and search, God, they are there and they're speaking to us. So, God, I just pray that as we walk through this time where we're saying to you in kind of a public way, hey, here's my verse or verses for this year, that you would just cement this in our mind and that we would walk out of here in a bit so ready to embrace that verse and to memorize it and to remember the heart of what's being said there so that it will carry us through everything that we face in this year. God, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next month, this spring, this summer, this fall. Yeah, we just don't know. But what we do know is that you will never leave us or forget about us, and you use your word to strengthen and guide us through everything that we face. So God, again, just use this time to help us truly commit to a few words that will carry us through everything we encounter. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also love for you to join us on Sunday mornings at our 9.15 or 11 a.m. gatherings over at the Garnet Valley Middle School.